How you doing, folks? Zach Herbert Idea Attic, episode number 41. The year in review. <laughs> I've taken a little hiatus the last nine months, and I apologize. Uh, didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. Tried to make more episodes. Couldn't find my login to Anchor. Couldn't find my login. Really sad. But I remembered it's the same code I use for everyone. Everything. 44190. Should have known. So I've decided to... uh, Look, I love you people. I respect you people. Um, You people are the best. I used to work at a place and the CEO would address everyone. It was like... There was like 150 employees. And he always referred to everyone who worked there as you people. I don't know. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But uh, the folks, as I would like to say, like Obama, I appreciate the folks. No, I love you guys. I respect you guys. Appreciate everything you do. I'm watching you out there. So it's Boxing Day, December 26th. Uh, Santee came for the children yesterday. Uh, It was exhausting. Two Christmases down, three to go. Why do we do this? Next year, I missed... Part of the reason I haven't recorded is uh, the studios tore up. I was using, I had a basement studio where I had everything set up. Uh, Made it really easy to rip them. Had a nice little area to sit, area to ponder. Had a green screen. Had props. Had a call-in line. Um, But it all got tore up because I'm remodeling the basement. And then I had to pause on that to finish someone else's basement and do a couple kitchens and do some DWing. So that's part of the problem because last night I tried to rip one for you guys and I was in the living room, front living room of my house, but you can still hear kids in the background and I don't like that. I'd rather have what we have now, which is a little roadie in the background, a little road noise. My other issue is I was kind of running out of good business ideas and I was forcing them. I don't like to force, okay? Let it come to you. Harness good, block bad. Okay? (coughs) But what I've decided to do is to take our relationship to the next level. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's do it. So what we're going to do is we're going to push the boundaries a little bit. We're going to do a lot of business ideas, okay? That's still going to be critical to the show. We're going to talk about other ideas, other fun things, things that really get you people sucked in. I want to have a plethora of topics for you. Okay? You'll see those unfurl as time goes on. At first I was like, let's start an entirely new podcast, but you're already here. I'm here. We're here together. Just take the platform that we have. Just move forward in time. I might change the logo. I have a funny picture of me, like a side profile with a dirty mustache. and a, I had a mullet this year for a while. Um, the problem was I thought it would be like really funny and people would appreciate it. No one said anything. And I, when I got my hair cut like that at the stylist, she was like, this like actually looks kind of good. And I was like, I'm literally so white trash. Having a mullet just looks natural and it's not even noteworthy for anyone. So... Uh, now I'm I'm growing out a mustache in uh, solidarity with uh, 
old what's bucket and the merchant of death. <laughs> Victor Boot. That guy's got a hell of a mustache. So I'm trying to go for that. Mine's a little bit too... Uh, kind of has a little bit of a Puerto Rican vibe to it. So it's not really the same look. You know, it's a little thinner. It's more of a pencil mustache. I recently learned that, like, Hitler's mustache, you know, that wasn't, like, his thing. That was in fashion during the 30s. And he actually killed that kind of mustache. Charlie Chaplin had it. Several other people had that mustache. And he ruined it. Because nobody wants facial hair that reminds people of genocide. On the Hitler note, I stumbled across... The BBC in 1990, they had a show on. It only lasted one episode. It was called Heil Honey, I'm Home. And the premise was like Hitler and Eva Braun were living in London, just trying to live their lives. I don't know. I don't know if it was like after the war or like a... <laughs> I tried watching one like bootleg episode on YouTube. You can still find it. The intro is really funny. But then... Oh, and, and their neighbors are Jewish. <laughs> Uh, the intro to the show is really funny. The intro song is really funny. Uh, but once you start watching an episode, it kind of like falls apart. Cause you're, it's like, where are you going? There's nowhere to go with it. The having the show is the entire punchline. <clears throat> so that's what we're going to expand to. But what I'd like to do is kind of a year in review, talk about some of the things that I've enjoyed, some of the things I've discovered new knowledge that's been unlocked okay I did kind of a favorite favorites hits of the of the year if one will and my favorite overall memory the thing that sticks out of my mind that I really liked the most this year is two weeks ago I won $20 on a scratch on ticket outside of like family stuff that's kind of like been the best part of the year for me the best singular event I'm a scratch-off guy now. Not really a lottery guy, because that's really throwing your, your money away, but the scratch-offs, you win enough that they keep you coming back for more. It's like a one in three chance of winning. Half of the time, it's just like you win a um, uh, free scratcher. It's kind of fun, you know? I figured I'm not hurting anyone. Before I had kids, I go to Las Vegas about four times a year. Once every 90 days, felt, felt right. I was losing like three grand a trip. Maybe not that much, maybe like 2,000, 1,500. Uh, so I figured that's a lot of scratch scratch off tickets. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to the gas station. It's kind of something a little fun on a Friday Eve. Uh, last Friday Eve, we uh, I took the wife out for some dinner and uh, we went to Biagi's, which is kind of a higher end Italian restaurant. I kind of had a little hankering for Italian, so we went there. I had high, high hopes because they have potato bread. <clears throat> Big potato bread fan. Gonna get some bread, potato bread. And they, they bring out the oil and the parm, you know, they make that oil dip. And the potato bread really soaks that up. A lot of starches. So that was good. The potato bread was great. Everything else about the meal was terrible. We had an appetizer. I didn't even know what the hell it was. It was supposed to be stuffed, stuffed mushrooms. I don't know what was in it. It was kind of good, but it was kind of one of those things where you're like, <laughs> what am I eating? 
So when you can't identify what you're eating, it's kind of weird. And then uh, the entree came out 45 minutes after we ordered it. I got like uh, ravioli something, fagoli, or I don't know, stuffed ravioli, ravioli stuffed with like cheese or whatever with uh, a marinara sauce. It was room temperature. The, some of the raviolis were like actually kind of cold. Not the best. Um, it was just chaos. Uh, they gave me a water glass that was shattered. Like, it was about to just explode in my hand. I should have let it, like, cut my hand and made a big scene and tried to get, you know, some sort of financial payoff. I wasn't in the mood to cause a scene. There was plenty of other people in the restaurant causing a scene, so I don't even know if I would have been noticed. I mean, hell, what if one restaurant downtown Omaha I accidentally ate? There was medical waste in my food, and I didn't even, I don't even think we got the meal free. They gave us like $15 off and like store credit or something. <laughs> I just ate fucking medical waste. So I was thinking back, I was like, what's the like best meal I had this year? Have I eat, eaten anywhere good? No, everywhere I've been has been pretty bad. Part of the problem is like no one can get any help because everyone thinks they deserve like $50 an hour to do any job now. Uh, so it, it, it is really hurting, especially the restaurant industry. And we'll talk a lot more about hurting the restaurant industry later in the episode with my fantastic business idea. Um, but thinking back this year, it's like really the only good meal I've had was uh, I discovered a great frozen pizza by California Pizza Oven. This is the brand. They have a delicious pepperoni. Um, that's that's my number one of the year. They also have a pretty decent, like, three-meat combo that you can purchase. Uh, I've only ever found the pepperoni at Hy-Vee for some weird reason. It's like, does, does Hy-Vee have the rights to the pepperoni? Who knows? Um, all their other stuff, all their other pizza flavors are garbage. They have, like, a four cheese that's bad. Um... They took a run at barbecue chicken. It's really not good. Uh, sorry, folks. I've never found a frozen barbecue chicken that was any good. So that's my meal of the year. Movie of the year? We have to go back to the 80s. The genre? Horror. But it's kind of horror comedy. The name of the movie is The Stuff. It's pretty much a critique of consumerism in the 80s. Uh, I'll give you a very quick synopsis if you're not down to clown with this. But what happens is some guy working at, I think, like a gravel pit or something discovers this white goo coming out of the ground. It looks like marshmallow, like melted marshmallow or marshmallow spread. And uh, eat some of it. And then once you eat a little bit, then you're like craving it. You have the hunger, if you will. So he's going nuts eating it. Uh, something, something, something. We skip forward in time. And some corporation is commercially selling the stuff as like a food product. And the stuff, not only do you crave it, it starts controlling you. Like invasion of the body snatchers. It's sentient. So the more you eat of it, the more control it has over you. 
Uh, really great concept, funny stuff, great cast. Um, the, the other nice thing I like about that movie is throughout the movie, there's commercials for the stuff <laughs> in the movie. Now, you don't like cut away to a commercial. It's more of two people will be talking in the background. There's a commercial on a TV for the stuff and the, t- and the, the camera will pan to it. So it's more feels more natural. It's not taking you out of the storyline, if you will. And good at it, if you will. <clears throat> so that's my movie of the year, if you want to go out there. I, I don't think it's free anywhere. You have to buy it. You have to rent it or buy it on Amazon. I would suggest to just buy it. Just put it in your card. Add it to the library. If you can find it on DVD, just purchase it. Okay. I also watched uh, Died Suddenly, the documentary. Pretty good. Very enjoyable. There's questions. I have questions still about the whole injection. I didn't take it. I won't take it. You can't make me. Well, you. Can, I guess you could make me put a gun to my head, but I'd probably do it. Would I do it, though? The folks. Um, favorite book I read? I do a lot of reading because when I'm uh, remodeling or whatever, you have to have something to listen to. There's only so many good podcasts, and I can only listen to mine so much, so many times, you know. Just listening to it over and over, building my stats. <clears throat> but uh, I do a little bit of the Audible, and probably the best one I've read this year is Chaos. Chaos. It's a book about uh, Charles Manson, the Manson murders. The author, it, he took 10 years to write the book. He got basically obsessed. It kind of it ruined his life. His wife left him all the, the whole nine yards. Got obsessed with it. The book is really in-depth. He basically follows every possible theory about the Manson murders and about, like, Charles Manson's background. A lot of his, like, all these ties that Charles Manson has to the CIA. <laughs> um, talks a lot about how Charles Manson, in the family, he would... Uh, use brainwashing techniques that like the CIA used. So people are like, well, how did he learn this stuff? Cause he would give all the followers acid and like, le- and lead their trips. Like they would like do group acid trips, but he would never take any acid. Spooky stuff, yo. So spooky. Have you watched once upon a time in Los Angeles? Stupid, right? What a waste of my time. <coughs> like nerdy revenge it's like a nerdy revenge movie that's kind of what anyway favorite news story of the year now i do follow the news i have another social media apparatus where i follow the news report on the news giggle about the news i think it's it was for a long time the nancy pelosi's husband getting hit in the head with a hammer because he was having gay sex with a transient and then they tried to pass it off as this guy broke into his house to assassinate nancy pelosi makes no sense i like that thought that was a, a laugh especially the spin but then kanye came out with all his weird stuff dressed like cobra command with the black face mask <laughs> making outrageous claims that have no basis in reality you know I watched his interview on uh, Infowars. Even Alex Jones was like, this is completely insane. This is the stupidest thing I've ever had on my network. You know when Alex Jones is saying this is bizarre world that you're probably like a little off base? 
you know, he's saying that the Jews control everything, and it sounds like he's mad because Jared Kushner's brother owned ten percent of the co- of a company that he thought he owned, but he only owned five percent of it. Okay, if you own five percent of something, it's not really yours. A small part of it is yours. It's called math, bro. He's an artist. He's a voice of a generation. Doesn't know how to do math. If anything, this is really an indictment on the educational system. The guy can't even do math, and he's a billionaire. Or he was. Allegedly. He thinks he's a fashion designer. All of his... Anything I've ever seen designed by him, or like, whatever, it's like all weird and ridiculous. Whatever. Not my cup of tea. Okay? Being mad at one group of people and blaming all your problems on them, that's like an intellectual black hole. You know? That doesn't make any sense. It's not going to help you or anyone else. So just knock it off. Um, the fascinating thing is you're seeing in real time what it looks like when somebody loses a billion dollars and how they react. They go insane. Mm. The Cobra Command looks pretty sick, though. <clears throat> what else we got on the docket? The favorite thing I purchased for myself, a gift from me to me. This is, I think, the only thing I bought for myself. I bought a tool. It's called a banjo. Playing the old banjo. It's a. Uh, it's not actually an instrument. It's a banjo taper. Use it to tape drywall. I taped my my mom. I finished my mom's basement. I taped the entire basement in like a day with it. Usually, with it. I mean, if you're just doing like a roll of tape and doing it by hand, it'd take you know like a week. It took it. Took me a day. Loved it. What else we got on the old favorites? Yeah, I call it favorites. I'll give you my favorite business idea. That's what you came for. That's the red meat. So red. So speaking of restaurants, I you know, I got married on uh, New Year's Eve, which at the time it seemed great. Everyone had a blast. Um, everyone loved it. Everyone respected it. Everyone was like, this is like the, the most one I've ever had on New Year's Eve. I don't remember any of it. You never remember your wedding. Uh, speaking of weddings, I gotta go on a little side tangent here. Uh, we're going to oh, oh, one of my wife's friends is getting married at a destination wedding, and my wife is in the wedding, so we have to go to it. And it's irritating me. It's like a five star, five star double diamond whatever thing in Mexico. Super expensive. Plane tickets are super expensive. We're gonna be there for like a week. Could you be any more self-centered than to have a destination wedding? And they're taking a private jet. I'm not. I'm taking Southwest. And then I'm taking SA Airlines. They have an in-flight meal that they cook in foil. Okay? You think that sounds fun or safe? There's goats, chickens, and lambs live in the back of the fucking plane. I'm not kidding, folks. It's sick. And even that's like a thousand pesos. I've been to Mexico. It is not nice. Do you like bleeding out of your ass from diarrhea? I don't. That's what happens every time I've gone to Mexico. I've gotten violently ill. 
And they'll, people are like, oh, it's all inclusive, blah, blah, blah. It's like, they don't get the water from the United States. So, no, it's not all inclusive. So, I can only you can basically only drink bottled Pepsi, Pepsi or Coke products. I think only Coke products. You eat the ice, there will be black blood in your stool. Guaranteed. <clears throat> so, anyway, I got married in the United States on uh, New Year's Eve. Everyone loved it. It was a it was a great night to get married. It was fun. It was fair. New beginnings, so fresh. But then the problem is, you want to go to have dinner on your anniversary. Okay, that's not uncommon to want to have dinner on your anniversary. The problem is, it's hard to get a reservation anywhere. So this year I got started early. It was like after Thanksgiving, I started just making reservations like a wild man, absolute wild man. Anywhere and everywhere that I thought that we would maybe like to go. Okay. And then at the last minute, we did decided to do something on the 30th. A dinner and then go to a pre-existing Christmas party. Dinner, party. Okay. So, I was like, what am I just going to like cancel these? They were hard to get. They're hard to get every year. But then I was in the shower and I thought, you know what I could do? I could just sell these. They have some monetary value. They have to, right? Do they? Is there a market for it? So I went online, did a little Googling. Oh, there's a huge market for like dinner reservations. I think I could sell each reservation for $30, it looks like. That's a game changer. So I've already been making reservations for Valentine's Day. (laughs) Peter Valentine's all over town. So now if you want to go to a nice restaurant for Valentine's Day, you're going to have to go through me. So I read a news article about a guy who did this in uh, St. Louis, but the problem is he did it like under his own name. And then he like put out ads on like Facebook and Craigslist under his own name. So it was like, well, I made $600, but I became the most hated man in St. Louis. <laughs> no, you got to do an alias, dude. Uh, oh, for God's sakes. Get out of here. Uh, God, Christmas driving. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's the idea. I think that's the idea of the year because it's so easy. Anyone can do it. You just get a couple of Google phone numbers, maybe a grasshopper phone number, some dummy email accounts. What I would do is ask for payment on like a Venmo because then people can't like go to use the thing, go to dinner, come back and like force a refund. I've had that problem on like Square and Stripe and stuff. People are like, I, I didn't use this. This is fictitious. And then you get, there's no way to fight it. So please use Venmo. Don't use Cash App because they can do the same thing on that Cash App. Get out there, buy out those reservations. You can do it from your desk at work. You can do it from your car. Just do it. Okay. And then take that, send me $5 for the idea. So that's the app. It's nice and short. It's a tight episode. It's very tight, densely packed, but we're going to be covering different topics, business ideas, uh, mathematics, quantum mechanics, the secrets of the universe. (laughs) Uh, I might throw in some conspiracy theories. I have some top ones of the year. Maybe I'll save that to next week. Get your ears nice and tingling. Okay. 
So stay tuned. I promise to try to try to make more episodes this year. I think I can do better than three. That is all.